cave. And welcome back to another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And I'm Alex. All right, got the full crew tonight. And uh, uh, a little bit of a potpourri as uh, different pod men have been watching different things, it seems like. And, uh, uh, you know, and a lot of news, as Brian said. It's been a while since uh, the last time we recorded. Uh, and so much to talk about about Bosch in between that time. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Bosch cast. You've turned into the Bosch cast. Although... I will say it sounds like there may be a wrestling cast spinoff here soon between uh, Alex and Brian. Yeah, we need to uh, we need to discuss. Did you watch the uh, the um, match I sent you, Alex? I did, I did, I did. It's pretty sick, right? <laughs> it's pretty fun. It is. I'm, I'm slowly crawling into the WWE, and I'm I'm having a good time. Yeah, I've never been. Fun. I've never been so ashamed in my life. <laughs> it's not a proud dad moment. Absolutely. Not a proud dad well, dad we can we no. can get into it, but it kind of makes sense that Alex would be interested in it because at some point, you know, you think you'd need to write like kind of like action scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think I think I was intrigued a bit more on the like. It's been a weird thing because like as a kid, I didn't really give a shit. But as I've learned about it, I'm more obsessed with the business of it and like right. how they how they pulled this off in a way that I think I think MMA and the UFC have kind of modeled their brand off of more than the, the more than boxing. It's really weird. It's a weird this fucking is a great first episode. Yeah, it's a great first episode. <laughs> it's a, a back end. This pilot. is bizarre. This is very bizarre. <laughs> it's a back end pilot. It's so, really interesting. It's a weird world. It's, it's the weird world of entertainment. It's a, well, speaking of the weird weird world of entertainment. All right, Scoop, tell us some news. All right, let's see. We're to start. Uh, we're getting. Um, they're re- relaunching. Eighties uh, icon Max Hedrum is getting a new TV series. On AMC. Now, did you just say Max Headroom? Max Headroom. <laughs> as, as opposed to Max Headroom? Is that... Have I been mispronouncing I'm it? sorry. Headroom. Headroom. <laughs> it is Headroom. <laughs> is it Submariner or Submariner, Magneto or I know, Magneto? Yeah. Now I thought we now thought it was Headroom. But yes, yeah, Headroom. Wait. But yeah, you're... Max Headroom is getting a uh, a new uh, uh, a TV series on AMC Max. Okay. Another resurgence of an 80s property. Love it. Uh, I didn't realize, you know, Max Headroom, he was on the Pepsi commercials. And uh, I didn't realize the show in the 80s had two seasons. Did you realize that? I think no, so. I no idea. I remember, That's I what? barely remember watching it and thought it was kind of okay. You know, it's like, I think it was like dystopian future and something like that. It was kind of interesting for what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. They definitely gave it more context uh, than uh, <laughs> than, they, than they absolutely had to. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was pretty interesting because he was like almost like V for Vendetta. Like he was like right. the voice of the of the um, the revolution, right? And he was breaking into these pod uh, these um, podcasts. Podcasts. I could. We could only telecasts. hope. We could only hope that Max Headroom. <laughs> Would break wah, into wah, our wah, uh, is Matt Frewer uh, back for it, or is uh, he apparently so AI generated? I mean, what yeah. is Matt Frewer doing anyway? I mean, it's not like not the, a lot. Yeah, exactly. Might as well. Not a lot. Might as well. 
we have a uh, you know we do have a uh, as PMR alluded to we have several deaths but we did have a birth. Uh, what? Yeah, what? we had a birth. This is a Podman for a celebrity uh, birth. Wow, well, I've got a, no a, celeb- a celebrity birth. July thirty first uh, was the uh, birth date of George Jetson. Oh, there you wow. go. How about that? Yeah, yeah. All so. Right. Uh, so as uh, the Hanna Barbera cartoon apparently uh, um, stated that George, Jet- that at some point in the cartoon, they said that July thirty first, twenty twenty two, was his birthday. Wow. So that's crazy. Somewhere out there, now, now all we have left now now flying cars are imminent. Yep. Uh, let's robot see. Robot. Rosie the maid, robots. Yeah. yeah. We kind of have Roombas already. Yeah, yeah right? but I don't have eyes. I want my robot to have a fucking eyes, man. Too much to ask. Jeff Bezos. You can put googly eyes on your uh, on your room, I guess. Uh, we've got let's see other news. Um, Flash is ending with a shortened season nine. Oh, thank God! Yeah, uh, but well, again, you have to remember check check out uh, the pre one hundred episodes, like the first fifty episodes, and that's all we did was talk about that fucking show, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brad's got to ditch the uh, Flash theme song that we had, the bumper music. Yeah, yeah, he even killed the theme song. Yeah. Can we bring it back one last time? We may have to. <laughs> well, the, I to think, celebrate the the uh, series finale. Since it's only eight episodes, I think Alex should watch them and uh, give oh. us a report. Yeah, I, I think. You know I, what? I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't. I don't even have to watch it. Barry cries. He fights a villain that runs fast. Someone dies mm-hmm. and comes back to life. The end. There is a there's an abundance of variety with that show, you know. Uh, this is why you turn to it. wrestling. It's that's it's right. almost like a Hallmark movie. You kind of know the beats of everything that's going to happen. Right. I mean, yeah, it's a soap opera. It's not a good. <laughs> but you loved it at one time. That's okay. For two seasons, it was the greatest show that ever existed. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Absolute Alex pops up. Uh, yeah, and flip flops. Hey, man. Well, <laughs> But, We've got an, another remake uh, coming soon to ooh. theaters. Uh, they're remaking Roadhouse, Patrick oh. Swayze's Roadhouse, starring uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and um, oh, what's his name, uh, Conor McGregor from UFC. <laughs> I'm assuming Conor McGregor is going to play Sam Elliott's character. All right. Let's yeah. see. PMR, any interest in seeing a remake of Roadhouse? No, there's only one Roadhouse. Wow. That's what Patrick Swayze and Sam Elliott. Fucking Conor McGregor. How the hell is he going to pull off Sam Elliott? Conor McGregor? (laughs) Fucking terrible. Actors or or UFC fighters or acting, uh, YouTubers or wrestling. Extra large coffee with cream. (laughs) Everybody be quiet. And a shot of vanilla flavoring, please. Ooh. A shot of oh. Wow. You, yeah, that, and I'll do it. Brian, I also have Appreciate some scoops it. whenever whenever I can jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I'm ahead. just kind of rapid firing him. Go ahead. Well, what, right. what's PMR's done with his uh, his cockboard? Does he know that there's a mute button? I don't think you could find it if I you thought I had told where right. it was. Yeah, he thought it was. All right. Alex, go ahead. Um, Speaking – it was there's two things that immediately came to my mind. Um, our second favorite speedster uh, has some had some news come out today that was really exciting on um, his fate. Uh, so Warner Brothers currently apparently has three options regarding the Appreciate Flash movie. Um, 
<laughs> regarding how they want to regarding how they want to approach it you know like how do we handle that this guy's literally in jail in vermont thank you um, right now um, yeah there's the, the the three choices which you're about to get into they that's the only three choices they have well, like, and so what they've like always they, had i mean it's, it's like they've narrowed it down they haven't narrowed anything down no they've always ahead. had the same three choices <laughs> So the first choice, which is probably the one I want the most because I just think it'd be funny, is they want Ezra Miller to do a press release where they uh, explain their actions and what went wrong. Um, well, which, which incident? I mean, there's been like <laughs> it's going to be a long press conference. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like the most hilarious. It sounds like. Like as good as Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Like I'd yeah. love that. That's just a big old meme. I would love that, man. That's the awesome. second. The second option is to market the movie, but with no flash in the marketing. Um, so just to market the, <laughs> the Flash, starring Batman. I'm Batman. Like, no, I get that point. It's like, do you just change the name? Do you just do something else? But, um, yeah, that's the second choice. And the third choice is just to scrap the movie in general uh, and let nobody see it. Even though it's tested really well so far. Like, it's been in the Bs, apparently, uh, with test audiences, which is, like, notoriously very good for action movies. And they're just like, well, fuck it. We may just pull the plug. I mean, what what's harm is it to release it? I mean, I, I don't see the harm in just throwing it out there. I mean, what? I don't know shit? if you necessarily want to give a guy that like <laughs> kidnapped children and right. beat up if women. You have to pay him. Robbery. Yeah. Pay him. Well, they're saying one of the families that was staying with him on that farm is now gone missing. <laughs> Into the that was, that was later so today. Because he has this compound, and apparently some people, like a, a family, like a family of three that was staying with him on the compound, the police have been un- unable to locate now. <laughs> it just God. it just keeps getting worse. It's just so great. What um, was the day burglarized? Uh, what was, uh, he brought like a an old folks home thing? or something? I thought yeah, <laughs> something like that. Oh I don't fucking know. He, he was charged for armed robbery um, by the Vermont police. Unbelievable, man. I mean, it's the greatest thing I think that's ever happened in Hollywood. Or it's flash. just watching, flash cannot watching, catch a break. Watching WB or Discovery or whoever now managing them is just the funniest thing. I mean, they literally deleted a whole movie from existence. That <laughs> this one, but this one's like, ah, we may be able to make this work. He broke into a house uh, on Country Road in Stanford, Vermont. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Residents on Country Road in Stanford, Vermont, reported that bottles of alcohol were taken from within their residence. While the homeowners were not present, I mean, so. what a what a train wreck, man! I mean, what what the hell is happening to this guy? I mean, he is just spiraled out of control. They said that he's like we're, uh, he's wearing like a bulletproof vest. He's <laughs> he's afraid of the FBI is coming after him. He's uh he's definitely off his meds. It, it would only be better if he actually thought he had Flash's superpowers. If he tried to run, if he tried to run, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, that, like, that with that weird, uh, like, uh, fast pitch so- softball run that he does. Yeah. Like that <laughs> underhanded run, like he's batting away a mosquito as, as he runs. 
Well, this is like, so Twitter's just been like loving this. Like, there's nothing Twitter loves more than people that are obviously mentally ill. So, I mean, it's literally That's like half of Twitter. Well, yeah, it's half of Twitter. They're, they they feel you know <laughs> justified. A kinmanship. Which brings us to <laughs> N. Hayes. One tweet I read was like, "Oh shit." into new locations like it's a Call of Duty multiplayer and I just died laughing like there's just so much talk and it's just hilarious I'm make a video it. game out of his whole life you know <laughs> it'd be like uh, Grand Theft Auto but with there's a Miller <laughs> you know maybe that'd be a skin for it uh, play Urza Miller and he just he plays a- commits crimes <laughs> so funny uh of that guy. Let's see. Alex, did you have anything else before we move I on? I think I had something else, but I don't remember what it was. All right. Well, we mulling it over. Mulling it over. Yeah, uh, we've got the confirmation that Sean Kanan is returning to Karate Kid Season 5, or Cobra Kai Season 5, playing um, uh, oh, uh, Mike Barnes. I keep on saying Roy Barnes. Mike Barnes. Roy uh, the bad boy of karate. Our old <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's uh, uh, yeah, I could want to say Roy. It's Mike Barnes, the uh, bad boy of karate. Mike, so he was the bad boy of karate. Roy Barnes is the bad boy of government. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that now, was he in one of the Karate Kid movies? Yeah, he was in three. So Brad, remember- you were- Brad, you just got to watch some fucking movies, man. Jesus Christ. I Over Did the past two weeks, either? I've caught up on... Oh, I've not caught up. I've watched some movies with my Karate kids. Karate Kid 3 came out 30 years ago. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I just watched The Lost Boys with Brad, my kids. Does that count? Brad's got a little oh, bit no. more... Brad, Brad's got like a more sophisticated palate. He's eating he like flaming on and they're still like mac and cheese and chicken. Just like, like uh, Michael Keaton... Too. I've got better shit to do. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, basically Mike Barnes was like that. He was featured in karate magazine uh, and he was the ringer. So Terry silver brought Daniel in and taught him the wrong way and taught him all this aggression stuff. And then the big reveal was that Mike Barnes was actually going to fight for Cobra Kai in the tournament uh, and, and the Hill Valley or whatever it was, our all Valley tournament. And, uh, uh, so, yeah. So he was the he was the Johnny Lawrence of season three. Mike Barnes was, but yeah, they've confirmed that he's movie coming back three. for season five, movie three, season which five. is awesome. I swear, this is where this is where Cobra Kai excels excels at. It it brings back these old, you know, stars. Like, were, stars? <laughs> is Max Headroom going to be in there? Are we? Are we stars? <laughs> but uh, no, I mean. And you know this Mike Barnes guy, this uh, what is his name, Sean, Sean Keenan, whatever his name. Yeah, he was like, he was like a karate guy. That's where he was. Yeah, he's actually like, he was actually like a karate champion. Like he yeah. had a pedigree. So it's kind of funny to watch, you know, a real karate person against Ralph Macchio in Karate Kid Three, <laughs> <laughs> and see Ralph Macchio win the tournament. It's like, really? Come it's on, it's all man. fake. No. <laughs> So, no, I'm looking forward to it. Cobra Kai premieres what, September 1st? 
uh, it's yeah, I believe it's it's September something. Like uh, I don't know the I don't know the date. Yeah, I don't think I've watched a season in since season two <laughs> of Karate of Cobra Kai. Like yeah. Well, two people date. They break up. They date somebody else. They fight. They date. They <laughs> fight again. Daniel and uh, the other guy fight. Then they're friends. Then they fight again. That's pretty much. You're caught up now. That's pretty much it. Thank you. I needed that. All right, we've got uh, uh, another trailer for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and this time you do see full Daredevil yellow helmet costume and everything. Did you guys yeah. see that? I did. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, we have got... And that, that premieres is... sometime soon? Sometime soon. Okay. Oh, Next Wednesday. Always keeping our viewers yeah, it's up in to August. speed. <laughs> Next, well, Next Thursday? Next Wednesday? Sometime then. All right. Uh, in some weird news, we got uh, Pennyworth season three was announced oh, that's by right. uh, HBO. It's going to be moving to HBO Max from Epic, and uh, they've re- <laughs> retitled the the show uh, Pennyworth: The Origin of Batman's Butler. That's oh, wow. the name of the show. Pennyworth: The Origins of Batman. It should be Batman colon Pennyworth comma The Origin of. Batman's Butler, hashtag Batman. <laughs> hashtag Batman, yeah. So, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that title? I mean, it's sad. It's just, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, that is really, really sad. Uh, can we have one with Tim Drake? Like, uh, Tim Drake, Batman's gay son. Like, well, I thought about, uh, I, I sent uh, a couple out there. I don't know if you guys saw. I said, uh, Tompkins, the origin of Batman's primary care physician. Ooh. <laughs> and then, and Lucius, the origin of Batman's black friend. <laughs> How did he become a friend? How did he become black? Oh God! Um, so, did they, did they say why they changed this title? I mean, why? To to it work Batman, Batman into the title. Batman. I should be in every title. What's what's funny is the show was actually I watched season one and it was pretty good. It had kind of like a Mod Squad sort of like uh, feel to it, like, like the Avengers and Mod Squad kind of. Man from Uncle? Uh, maybe a little bit. Wow. It was it was actually. I mean, season one was pretty good. I mean, it'll be interesting now that it's not you. You have to subscribe to Epics just to see it, and there's nothing else on that that uh, streaming service. Uh, I'll probably go back and watch season two, but season one was okay. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we, the, and I guess the big news is what the hell's going on with HBO Max and Warner Discovery. Well, yeah, that's, that's a love that's, it. It's a crazy a thing. Mess. Yeah. It's a roller coaster, isn't it? Oh, it's the best. You know what? Uh, honestly, other than them ditching HBO Max, which sucks because that's my favorite streaming service, but honestly, same. Uh, that sucks. But the fact that it seems like someone watched all these terrible movie ideas they come up with like Batgirl and Supergirl and went oh shit what is this mess just get rid of this I mean that's what it seems like to me that well the, there's a tax out. credit they're gonna get they're gonna get a tax write off for killing the movie so it's a 90 so, million so Batgirl we haven't even said Batgirl's been cancelled if you haven't already heard this uh, but yeah. Batgirl's cancelled it didn't test well with uh, test screenings they said it wasn't like uh, uh, theater worthy it was more like a TV. It played out more like a TV show. They'd spent ninety million on it, so they canceled it completely for the tax credit. So it'll they it'll never see the light of day, except for if you go to a convention and get a, a bootleg of it. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, Batgirl is dead. And Batgirl the Supergirl looked just as bad. I mean, that looked terrible too. I well, Supergirl ha- hasn't gone into any level of production yet, other than yeah, they cast her for Flash. Yeah, the costuming for Flash, and I actually think I disagree. I think that actually looks pretty cool. <laughs> as I said before, and I've said it a thousand times, until you establish a Batman and a Superman, you cannot do these peripheral characters. No one's good. You're not. You cannot. It's not going to work. I mean, you can't just come out with these peripheral characters first and it doesn't mean because they're female it just means it's like it's like if you came out with a robin movie you know and try to put robin on the big screen it's not going to work or or nightwing you're not going to you can put nightwing on the big screen but until you establish a batman or a superman all their peripheral characters you you're not going to be able to make a movie out of them i mean it's just it just is not going to work and so uh, Warner Discovery then came out and said that they're putting into place a 10-year plan, which kind of goes back to, you know, we talked about on the last episode of the podcast that they had hired Alan Horn uh, from Disney. And Alan Horn was the one that was kind of integral with some of the early stages of the MCU, uh, setting up the the expanded universe and, and rolling into multiple films and crossovers, that sort of thing. Uh, he's also responsible for uh, the Hobbit movies which those are pretty big. I mean, even though they weren't as good as the Lord of the Rings stuff, they were pretty big production pieces with a lot of moving parts and um, Harry Potter. So uh, they announced Alan Horn was coming over a few weeks back. So that, that kind of leads credence to what they said next. They're putting into place a 10 year plan for DC <laughs> to mirror the MCU where they're going to launch properties and have them all grow in a connected universe. Um, that's not we've said that they should have done that to begin with yep uh the question is can they pull it off right and i mean alex's uh, kids will love those movies yeah we'll yeah, be we'll be long to. gone well, but alex's kids will enjoy them i i think i think that is that's honestly true i mean starting a universe let's say in two years like you're really you're really gunning for this spot marvel's kind of at a place where if you come in and you're starting a universe fresh, that's a chance for a whole new audience to like gauge in again. Because people right now to like want to join into the MCU, well, possible and pretty easy. Like it's still a lot of fucking time. Like especially now with Disney Plus shows. So you're talking about a whole universe just getting started. That's way easier. And to be honest, there's a lot more creativity that goes on at DC compared to what Marvel's producing at the moment that I think it could just kind of overshadow them in the long run. But that's well, here's thing. the thing. Here's Alex made the suggestion the other day. And I, actually, I thought it was a good one that with this, with the, uh, the Pattinson, uh, Batman, kind of like how Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man was, you know, it's grounded in, you know, Iron Man, the first one was pretty much grounded in realism and kind of like how the uh, Pattinson Batman. Who's making all that racket? Jeez, Brian's Brian. stomping around somewhere or another. <clears throat> so, Sorry. No, I, gotta, I was going to make a point with a visual here in a second. But you could, you could start this universe with this Batman character and build on that and use the Robert Pattinson Batman and then build the rest of the universe out of that. 
us. Yeah, I think the the issue we're, you're going to run into is making a ten year plan for for DC comic book superheroes after fifteen years of Marvel films. At some point, your your audience is going to age out. So, like Thanks. when we when right. we were kids, right? But that's we a, kids, I mean, there's another audience right behind, so it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, well, audience aging out audience. is not consider consideration. I don't think. Well, let me ask. Well, I'll put it to you like this. Here's my here's my thoughts on it. The when we were all growing up, not Alex. When we were all growing up, you didn't have like all this push for for, for franchises and branding and that sort of thing. The '80s boomed because that was the first time commercialism really kind of like targeted kids, right? Um, so we had comic books. Uh, and and we we picked them up right. right. We had um, you know, a Batman TV show that was still in syndication for at that point it had been in syndication for twenty years right. Um, you so we there we were starved for content, and we filled it with these characters. And now these movies are coming out because we were nostalgic for it, and we sh we're showing our kids right. Uh, kids Alex's age, or maybe a little bit older. They were more into Dragon Ball Z. They were more into Pokemon. They were more into Yu-Gi-Oh! All of these things, right? So when these kids in the next 10 years um, become the driving like demographic, uh, are they going to be as interested in Batman, Superman, that sort of thing, as they would be in some other properties? I don't know. But like that could potentially be something... That may also be why we're seeing some of the uh, the, the Marvel films have, have been and TV shows have been pretty lackluster, and and Marvel said that they're in a slump, right, uh, for the films. Their their returns are not great. So uh, the the glut of all of this, people are kind of there's some there's some superhero fatigue already. Starting a new universe may, to some people, sound like awful, right? Well, <clears throat> I was just going to say, real briefly, is like, I have said this from the beginning. DC, if they would have stuck to the core of, say, Justice League Adventure cartoon, and or the Batman animated cartoon, and even the Superman animated cartoon, they stuck to that storytelling, that simplistic storytelling with where, you know, Superman is a beacon of hope, where Batman is dark and, you know mysterious you have flashes you know <laughs> he's all over the place well i mean dc's the justice league is a very simplistic concept i mean they they they're the very basic heroes and it would work perfect but who snyder got a hold of this shit <clears throat> turned superman dark turned everything dark i mean it was just dark. way too dark so if, well, if they started this over and you make Superman the, the farm boy from Kansas and you make Batman the way Pattinson's playing it, you know, you start him out as the detective who basically works up as a hero, kind of like how Iron Man worked up. You could really start this universe. And this is what people want to see. This is the Superman they want to see. This is the Batman they want to see, you know. They will, they will enjoy this universe if they're. This is the way, and I have a feeling this is the way they're going to build this universe. Someone has said, 
why did y'all build it this way? Where you had the you had the blueprints. I mean, it was very easy. And uh, but no, they Snyder wanted to put his vision on it and fucked it all up. So I honestly think if they did it the right way and did it the way I'm talking about, they could build it a really good universe. DC characters are so much to me would be easier to put on the big screen than a Marvel character ever would have been. It's a, it was a much much more cohesive universe than Marvel ever was. But well, and that's the we've talked about that before. Like Superman. They don't have to go dark with him. He he shouldn't be no. Batman. Like if no. you want to look at the, you know, Captain America is essentially Superman. If you made, right. you know, if Captain America on paper uh, is not any stronger a character than Superman. In fact, he's probably even weaker, right? The, like on paper because it's Captain America, right? How does that play right. with the rest of the world? But they made it work, right? So so it, if you can make it work for Captain America. Superman, you can do the exact same thing for Superman, and it will work. The, the um, series of Superman I like, and I can't think of it, you'll probably know, is when they played him as this just this big farm boy. You know, he, you know, he never – everybody thinks he's this grand, you know, person. Just, and, and he just – he was just this country boy, you know. And, Superman for all seasons. Yeah. Oh, my God, that was fantastic. The way they – that's how he should be, you know. That's, that's why Superman didn't, like – take over the world when he was when he developed his powers you know he had a moral compass because he was raised by just middle america good old country folks you know on the farm so that's how you play that i mean this was a this was going around a few days ago um and it's it's interesting you guys can chime in on it but um Basically, there was an article by Forbes saying DC still doesn't know what to do with Superman. The studio reportedly is unsure how to make the character relevant to modern audiences, right? That was the article. Uh, The the comment was this. Uh, um, The guy said, people have been ducking on this mightily for a couple of days now with good reason, but nobody has put the finger on the key issue. The key issue is this. A mega corporation doesn't know how to make an immigrant orphan anti-fascist journalist relevant without <laughs> also making him a liberal. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> right. So it, it, there's there's some of this that's just like uh, you wouldn't think Superman would be political, but it kind of is. Well, right. You gotta so stop, you got to stop putting these the politics and everything in, in, in the wokeness and the politics into these stories. I mean, you, you're just, you're alienating half of your audience by doing that one way or the other, whether it's, whether you're making them strong right one way or strong left one way, you're, that's just stupid. I don't know why you would do that. Just, it, just write the character and then you just, you know, it's up to your imagination what you think he would be or not be probably wouldn't be either way so all right now the uh as for the hbo max stuff we do have some some show properties that have been marked safe and some stuff that's either already been canceled or or at risk of being canceled so uh kevin smith was supposed to be doing a uh anthology series called strange adventures and that's been canceled they've announced that also is canceled uh they said the green lantern is safe all of the James Gunn stuff is safe. 
Blue Beetle is safe. So if, if you're worried uh, about Blue, if you're worried about Blue Beetle going the way of Batgirl, Blue Beetle is safe. I'd forgotten about Blue Beetle. To be honest with you, um, Supergirl is likely canceled um, because it would only confuse things when they they've said repeatedly they're they're relaunching Superman or or bringing back Henry Cavill. Um, and then I guess everything else is just pretty much up in the air. All the CW stuff is winding down. Nothing's been said about Titans. Nothing's oh, been said oh, about Doom Patrol. Titans and Doom just Doom came out. It's they're most likely canceled. Oh, did they? And they just it was just an article released. Oh wow. shit, man! I really like Doom Patrol. Yeah, Doom Patrol is fantastic, and Doom Patrol is is odd enough where it would never really intersect, so yeah. they could just keep it if they wanted to. Um, but I think what it all boils down to is, and Brad, you can maybe uh, give a little insight as well into this. Uh, Discovery has built, I mean, the idea that Discovery bought Warner Brothers is kind of baffling, right? It's like, who the hell ever watched Discovery Channel when it wasn't Shark Week, right? But where did they where did they have this kind of money to buy Warner Brothers? And the, the idea, or at least the way, what I'm inferring is uh, Shark Week, does fine for the ratings and costs pennies on the dollar to, to produce, right? All of these these um, reality shows and, and uh, home remodeling repair shows, they cost pennies on the dollars to make, but bring in, they're not going to be in the top 20, the, the top 10 shows on cable, but they'll, they'll solidly be in the top 20. So it, they've got a, a, a track record of making profits with very little overhead right and they've said that discovery is going to be designed to bring in female viewers and the discovery's content is for female viewers the hbo content is for male viewers predominantly but neither is going to have new content showing up on hbo max or hbo discovery max whatever the new streaming service is going to be it's just going to be reruns of whatever's on HBO or whatever's on Discovery. So if you wanted to watch, you know, flip or flop on uh, uh, any, any, you know, 2 a.m., you can always watch it on whatever their streaming service is. If you miss the new episodes of Game of Thrones, you can catch up on it Saturday morning. But no new content is going to Discovery Max, whatever it's going to be called. Brad, thoughts on I, that? I think, uh, I think they're all brilliant people, actually. No, but I think that the, the, the whole, I mean, the, the life of uh, Warner Media, Turner, HBO, AT&T, Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, it, I said, it's going to make a great uh, course one day, a college course one day for Alex's kids. People will go back and look at this and have case studies upon case studies of either what was right or wrong with the whole thing when it's all over with. I mean, I can tell you right now, like, to me, a class, like a, a, a basically a, a class of its own. Like the articles that come out every day, and just the business of it. And I did. I watched their whole fucking investor call, and was just like, "This is baffling to me. Like this is genuinely, like just the way they talk about it. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. It's really weird. It's like rebuilding. It's like David Zaslav wants to rebuild Hollywood from the ground up. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> Good luck, man. Good luck. Because Hollywood doesn't like that shit. Notoriously. But here's the thing. Here's the good news out of all this, right? When Marvel launched, 
Marvel launched on a shoestring, right, budget. Mar- before Disney came along, Marvel got a studio off the ground with essentially John Favreau as the mastermind, right? So it can be done, right, on a shoestring. Uh, we're going to miss out on some ancillary properties that were kind of cool to have that Marvel didn't really have, right? They're, they're, they're gutting the TV division, which DC had a better, has a better TV track record than Marvel ever has. But uh, it makes, I guess it makes sense from a standpoint that they're not going to make a, a superhero movie unless it's a spectacle that deserves to be in movie theaters, right? Um, anything less just isn't going to happen. Uh, and then even this, like the Green Lantern show, it's going to be an HBO show that will appear, that will re, re-air on the streaming service. But it's, so you're going to get network or, or cable, um, you know, first run on television. So, I mean, there's good and bad of it, but it's 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 definitely odd. All of it's odd. It's, it's completely different than what every, every other um, studio is doing. So... I mean, again, you know, we talk about how, you know, finicky nerds are and everything. So everybody kind of, you know, was, oh, it's, it's horrible. They're canceling Batgirl. It was already finished. And then the next day it's sort of like, yeah, we're, you know, we've got a 10-year plan. We're not going to put pieces of crap out. And then people love it. So, yeah, you know, which so arguably it's like, well, we're, you know, they may be trying to do what they're, you know, is best for the properties of like, yeah, let's not clutter up the, the environment with Batgirl or Supergirl or Titans or, you know, kind of crap content and let's just stop everything and actually try to have a, a plan for it. So, we'll and, see. I mean, yeah, that's, a, that, that's what I thought they were probably doing. I mean, it makes sense. That's what they should have been doing all along instead of what they had been doing. Let's just throw shit to the wall and right. see what sticks is what it seems like they have been doing. So I'm, I'm actually glad they're, they're doing this. They're making this pause to reevaluate and come up with a 10 year plan. So even if we'll know, we won't be here to see it. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. We we've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen so many pearls drop and so many, uh, Krypton can blow up so many times. So. <laughs> exactly. And again, uh, you know, by the time uh, the new Superman or Batman comes out, maybe there'll be a resurgence of superhero movies because right now, uh, again, Marvel's in a slump. Everybody's sick of superhero movies. No one wants to see this crap anymore. So give it a break for five years and then come up with something that might be interesting. Well, and I got a feeling too, if what's going to happen is the next chapter of this is if it works, if, if they get out a Superman and a Batman film that work and people like, and they're building towards the universe, Marvel's going to press the reset button. And I know everybody's kind of shitting on Marvel right now, I, but I, I'm still enjoying some of it. I, I'm, not, I think, I'm not exactly like it's terrible, terrible. I, I'm yeah. still enjoying it. I know. Like, but, but I think Iron Man will be back. I think Iron Man will be back. Yeah, I think we're already headed towards a reset button after Secret Wars. I think we're hidden. We're hidden. Well, kind of like all new, all different Marvel came right after Secret Wars, and it was not completely different, but there was a lot changed in like the hierarchy. So I'm like, that to me feels like the next. Like, let's let's take a step back and let's redo a little bit. And I would like to, Alex, you didn't listen to the last episode, right? Uh, please nope. don't repeat it. Oh wait. 
No, I was just going to say. Sorry, I, I woke up. What happened? Since, since, <laughs> right, right. Uh, my, I had a thought, you know, because the, we, we talked about all the Marvel movies that were launching, right? And so uh, the bookend of, of uh, chapter or of phase six is two Avengers movies, right? Uh, the Kang Dynasty and then Secret Wars, right? Alex? Yes. All right. So here's my thought on it. Let me, my, my nerd Stradamus uh, take on it. You could easily say, it's weird that, how do they have time to go from the wrap of Kang Dynasty straight into Secret Wars, right? It would be kind of, and especially since they're only three months apart. So yeah. there's not enough time to kind of like build an entirely new story or put out a marketing campaign about an entirely new story uh, for Secret Wars. So I think it's going to be a continuation. It may be a loose continuation, but it'll be a continuation of the Kang Dynasty. So my thought, and the fact that um, they've said uh, the Russo brothers are not going to be involved with either film, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and the Russo brothers said Secret Wars was their dream project. Uh, my thought is they would, you can go into Secret Wars, you can have people blip out at the end of Kang Dynasty, and they all start getting blipped out and sent to War World, or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. That's the DC version. Um, but they all start getting blipped out and sent to War World, and Beyonder could be a variant of Kang. Uh-huh. And he's creating, he's trying to create, he's not necessarily a bad Kang, or uh, you know he's he but he's he's a variant of Kang and he's trying to create the most powerful team from all the multiverse to face some sort of threat. That threat could be Galactus, right? Yeah. Um, and but that way you're pulling an Iron Man from this multiverse from this this universe. You're pulling a Captain America from that universe. You're pulling, uh, you know, uh, Scar, right? Uh, instead of the Hulk, you're pulling Scar. Uh, over right but you're pulling all of these characters over and they're all going to fight to determine who's the ultimate like avengers team or the ultimate you know uh, team to go up against uh whatever the threat is in my yeah. mind it's galactus right but that way you've got a chance to bring back an iron man a captain america well you know, we captain but we got we got Captain America, but you could bring over a Captain America and have Sam Wilson beat him. True. I mean, I mean, I I I go with a little bit of a different thing. I, I do think there's there's a reason like the three back to back films they announced at Comic Con were Fantastic Four, King Dynasty, and Secret Wars, and I'm kind of leaning towards the 2015 run um, of Secret Wars where there's like God Doom. I think we're kind of headed towards that instead of let's say maybe Kang does come but maybe at the end of the movie instead of a blip you get a Doctor Doom takes control of Kang's power or the multiverse or whatever and then that's your Avengers Secret Wars that's my that's yeah. my thought there you go. I mean that works too uh, I, my, my only thought was the back end of since it's still multiverse right yeah Bringing over. Uh, bringing over other characters from outside of our universe, and then you can honestly you can kind of play you know fast and loose with casting and and what characters you want to bring back into the universe. So can you I, can I do. Get, can I get Morbius? Ooh, Eesh. you can get young Tony Stark. Uh, 
I, I really am thinking Morbius is the real cat. Bring Morbius <laughs> in. Bring Morbius. Yeah, so. Morbius. I, I mean, that's my opinion, though. I've had. But I'd in theory, long. in theory, uh, you're you're we're in the same kind of. Yeah, you know. I really think that by 2027 or whatever, the MCU is going to have a re a reshuffling of things, and we're going to get some old characters back and new castings and things like that because. Robert Downey Jr.'s got to get a paycheck somehow, you know? Uh, so one other thing I was going to bring up, guys, uh, and this is kind of going back to what we were saying a few minutes ago. Everything now is pitched to us because we're the key demographic. We're we're the uh, – the car car ads are te- geared towards us. The, buyer, the, the electronic ads are built towards us. The streaming services are built towards us. And it goes for toys too. And we talked about this, or I've talked about this in the past. You know, it's it's they brought back GI Joe in the past two years. They brought back GI Joe as a property in toy stores, or in well, not toy stores. Toy stores don't don't exist anymore. <laughs> in Walmart, department stores, that sort of thing. They brought back GI Joe. They brought back uh, Masters of the Universe. Right, is back in in uh, on store shelves. And they just in the past uh, two or three weeks brought back another '80s. Toy line. Do you guys know what it is? Was it ever a cartoon? It was a cartoon. Was it Mask? Uh, no, Mask. I wish Mask would come back, but no, it's not Mask. Silverhawks, Mask. Uh... Holly Hobby. Superpowers. Ah, oh, no. McFarland has brought back superpowers. Oh, yeah, Look at yeah, this yeah. beauty. Look at this beauty. All right, Brian's oh holding God. up Superman's uh, space vehicle with the super electronic fi- or uh, robot fists, robot fists, robot fists that punch. Yeah, McFarlane's brought back superpowers, and right. so he's continuing the line. He's he's released uh, Batman, Superman, and John Stewart, Green Lantern, right? Uh, two vehicles, but they're bringing the line back, which who. Superpowers came out before G.I. Joe. It came out before Transformers. It came out before Masters of the Universe. G- Superpowers, it, I would have never thought that that property would come back, but it has. And it's all just the nostalgia of the hmm. fact that I played with this when I was a kid. I'm more likely to buy this for my child. Right? Right. But uh, they're continuing the line. I just thought I, it's – fascinating to me that they're bringing it back have you seen any of them alex in stores no i haven't seen any of them i mean i know what it was though to be fair yeah superpowers superpowers was uh the dc cartoon which was um oh it wasn't superpowers to begin with it was a super friends right super friends it was super friends that that cartoon was on for like nine years and it evolved into superpowers into the 80s. And when they kind of relaunched it, they brought Kirby in to help relaunch it as superpowers. So all the character designs are based on Jack Kirby. There was a comic book that was written and drawn by Jack Kirby. Uh, but superpowers, it had... What? <laughs> he's, he's, what are you he's doing? taking care of business. I'm opening a package I got today. Oh, oh my God! Oh, is right. it is it your superpowers <laughs> collection? No, it's my. Then we don't want to hear it. <laughs> but essentially, it's it's wild because superpowers predates a lot of the '80s nostalgia, but they're bringing it back, right? So, uh, uh, 
again, it's it's you've got our age, Jesus Christ. Can you mute your phone? He thought he oh, did. I, I did. Did I not? Oops. No. My God. Oh, my bad. That's there a PM Morbus. No. That's a PM no, I can still hear you. <laughs> No, it's not better. I can still hear you. Uh, no, but uh, I, I've lost my train of thought entirely. But yeah, since it's very, it's interesting that now they're bringing back another '80s property uh, that you would think, for fuck's sake, anybody that owned these toys in the '80s has got to be approaching fifty. There you go. Right. Well, so. I just want to know what's in the box. What's in the box? BMR. What's in yeah. the box? What's in the fucking box? Well, he he did, he got a toy too. Oh, Boy, everybody got a toy today. PMR, what'd you get there? It's uh, it's Baron Zemo. Oh, nice. Baron Zemo, uh, Oh, okay. And Brian's going to show you up now. He's got a Baron is- Zemo superpowers doll. Oh yeah, man! Look at that. This is Secret Wars. Yeah. Brad. Same thing. Unless there's a holographic mm-hmm. shield, I don't want to see it. It's got it right there. Oh, lenticular shield? This is There's crazy. the lenticular shield. <laughs> Look at it. My God. Read it and wait. All right. Well, this has been a fascinating episode. <laughs> 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 this has been a long fucking news segment. Uh, but this is, this is what you get, I guess, right? Yeah, we were backlogged. We had to. We were uh, definitely backlogged. We had to uh, blow it out. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, uh, the only other news piece we've got is uh, Joker 2. We got the title, and they've announced uh, Harley Quinn as uh, is going to be played by Lady Gaga. and confirmed, they cancel that? And confirmed it's a musical. Hey, oh, you know, Jesus honestly, I've been thinking about it for a couple of days. <laughs> my thought on Joker 2. It's kind of soured in the mouth a little bit. You know, it's just kind of a talk, taxi driver, king of comedy ripoff. And it's like, eh, whatever. The I do, I mean, it's like Todd Phillips said, all right, you thought my first was unoriginal, and now I'm coming at you with a fucking musical. And I just kind of respect it. Like, it's kind of great. I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy about it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm not. I'm probably not even going to say it. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it. I love that attitude. There's 15 bucks you just lost, Todd Phillips. Yeah, take, yeah, that, take that, asshole. You motherfucker. Uh, but, you know, again, you know, we say that uh, this could be an original idea. It certainly could because we absolutely know nothing about it other than the title and, and uh, uh, the casting. Uh, but uh, early people are also saying it may be a little bit like Lars von Trier's Dancer in the Dark, star- starring Bjork, where she's a woman I on. I don't even know what the fuck that she's is. She's on. What did you just say? She's on what trial for murdering her kids or something like that. But in her head, there's a musical going on. So, That's so cool. So Lars von Trier. If uh, you haven't watched any Lars von Trier movies, Alex, I suggest you start with Antichrist. Can we talk about Roadhouse some more? Okay, fine. That's much more entertaining. All right. <laughs> Please. All right. All right. That, that is the news. Now we can get on to uh, celebrity deaths. Oh, my God. Oh. I mean, this one, PMR had a, a rough month or whatever. A rough it's week. Been, yeah. I know somebody this week. I know someone who died. It's crazy. 
All right. <laughs> what, 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 it's the first time I'm excited about this segment, but like uh, not really. But all right. So I, someone, uh, Alex, who who died that you know now? Finally, I can't even remember their name. But uh, Jesus. Well, there's a couple. Olivia Newton-John. Are we starting with That's most recent? I, I thought That's we were going to start with right Michelle. There. Okay, Olivia Newton-John died recently. Yeah, that sucked, man. Yeah, she was Poor still Sandy. she was still kind of hot though. Yeah, she was kind of hot. There you go. Yeah, there you I go. I love Sandy, man. Love that was a that's a childhood crush right there. Yeah, well, the go watch the, the Let's Get Physical uh, trailer or Let's Get Physical video. The hotter celebrity, the sadder the death. Oh, I've watched. I say. I've watched. All yeah, right, she so really she, could, she could really wear some black leather pants. I will give her that. There you go. <laughs> so I do love that all the tributes like have to have John Travolta next to them for some reason. <laughs> like I don't think I saw a singular photo Aww. besides like or, or like the, like the wake photo that wasn't with John Travolta. You know, well, you like, know he 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 gave his little uh, tribute, and it was I mean it was nice, but it wasn't nothing spectacular. I mean it was it was sweet, but it was. And everybody's like, oh, that was the most beautiful words. And I'm like, no, it wasn't really that great of words, actually. It was just kind of like, ah, see you down the road. Yeah. And people were like, oh, my God, what, what words? You could just tell he's like. They yeah, said I, what words? Yeah, what words? What, what words? I've never even. Does he that? own a thesaurus? The words he used. It was like, he really does. Did he, mm. How long did he take to write that? I mean, 15 minutes at best? I mean, I don't uh, know. Well, Maybe it's my cold, cold heart. It must be, but what uh, happens when your cold, cold heart gets beamed up with Nichelle Nichols? Uh, someone who you've actually met, right? PMR several well, times. Know, I, I have a bad Nichelle <laughs> Nichols story. I'm glad the bitch is dead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know... I, she she was probably my least favorite because she yelled at me. <laughs> that dragon god. Even so, William Shatner, when I paid him a hundred dollars, he didn't yell at me. He didn't yell at me. So my my Nichelle Nichols story was I, I was I was a huge Star Trek fan in the nineties and the nineties. <laughs> Because I'm only 35. <laughs> I discovered in late 96 a show called Star Trek. I watched Trek. it on the Netflix. It I remember so, as a child. It was so bad that I she came out with her biography, autobiography, and uh, I bought it and read it. So I read her book. And well, that's that's know, pretty bad. I know more about Nichelle Nichols than I but, ever wanted to know. But so I read her book. It was a, it was an interesting. She had an interesting life yeah, before Star made, Trek. I mean, made a lot of uh, dents in NASA for opening up for people of color and women, right? She she had a great. I mean, it was a it was a really interesting book. So I read it and like. That was cool, and I I had actually got her at a, a at another convention. I only think it was Dragon Con. It was something else that I went to that I had gotten her her signature on a postcard. So I had this grand scheme idea that I was going to get all the cast of Star Trek to sign a a, a cast photo. So I I carried this fucking cast photo around wherever he went. Every time, yeah, every time I went to a convention where one of these 
actors were. <laughs> <laughs> <Dickheads> were. <laughs> and so I had her, I had that picture and I had her picture and it was, I was trying to work up my courage to go up. These were the times where, where you didn't buy a, the, the, the uh, photo op that you got to buy now for 200 bucks. You, you know, they were usually just signing little things at their table and you, you'd pay them like $10. Well, hell, I don't even think you paid them actually back then. You would just, you could get pictures with them or whatever. Right. You would buy their photo and they'd sign it. You'd buy their photo for like 10 bucks. So I walked up to her table and if you bought like one photo and you had your own photo, she, they'd sign the second one as long as you bought the first one. So I walked up to her table and, and she was packing up and there was no one around it. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, awesome so i walk up to her and i'm like well hey miss nichols you know i liked you you know the standard bullshit stuff and she, and i looked like i was bothering her but i went ahead and said hey hey do you mind signing this and she's like i don't sign that cast photo i was like oh okay uh well will you sign and i had a, a, a photo of just her and i said can you sign this for me and she goes well if you buy my book i'll sign it and i went and she said it just like that. She wasn't even nice about it. She was, was like, "If you wasn't buy my that at book, Oxford Books, no, no, it was okay. it was at a convention. It was oh, a dragon okay. con. You know what? I think I did buy the book at Oxford Books. Didn't we go? Yeah, we did. I, there was one time though. You, you know, I didn't buy the book, but you, you did. I just tagged along. That was it. That was when she signed the the small. I bought oh, the okay. book then. Yeah, and that's when she signed. She signed the postcard. You're right. And uh, you remember that newscaster, Pam Martin, broke in front of us? <laughs> that bitch. That bitch. But anyway, so she's like, are you, if you buy my book, I'll I'll sign it for you. And I was like, well, I've already bought your book a couple of years ago. I've already bought it. And she's like, well, I can't help you there. <laughs> so, that was it. That was it. <laughs> buy it again, you cheap bastard. Like a big chump. And she was just... Just so mean. Yeah, I was well. like, man, I, I mean, damn. So yeah, that was my run-in with Michelle Nichols, and I never, I, I had that one little postcard uh, signed, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. You could have just was... traced her signature onto the, <laughs> yeah, onto, the, the no, onto, onto the my cast photo, photo cons- my consists of uh, Yeoman Rand and uh, <laughs> who else? It was Yeoman Rand signed and uh, I think maybe so. And that the, was a, the, the guy that was the in Forrest the Gorgon costume. Yeah. <laughs> Forrest Kelly died and that was a, That's a no your, and so did your dream. Well, aside yeah. from being a total a hole, uh, Nichelle was uh, uh, she did make a larger impact what? on the the space program, from what I understand. Maybe she your book tells that. Large, she did not make a large impact on me. Oh well. Uh, somewhat of a uh, tangent. Uh, my wife started watching uh, that show that you boys like. Ah, for all oh, mankind. Man. Yeah, I know. I saw she she posted something on Facebook about it. Oh, did she? She loved it. She loved yeah. it. I've watched a few episodes, and then I decided it wasn't for me. But uh, Jesus, it didn't have a big dinosaur in it. It didn't. Uh, it had too much drama going on. It was too much girly stuff in it. I thought. What the, what the fuck, man? There's a lot of tension in it. There's a lot of like action and bisexual tension in it. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, who else died? There was somebody else. Hold on a minute. 
It felt like there was a lot of old old people died recently. Type that in, Alex. From Magnum died. Yep. TK yeah, TC from Magnum. Yeah, Roger Mosley. That was a big loss. That was a huge loss. Uh, John. I, I remember them so clearly. Oh, wait a minute. Yesterday. Wally. Wally. Oh, yeah. Tony died. Dow died. He didn't die. Oh, then he died. He died, oh, yeah. came back to life, and can't die again. We didn't cover that on the last podcast? No, we did not. Mm. No, yep. because the last one was uh, Larry Stokes. That was Storch. our last No, there was a you mean name for Storch? He doesn't yes. even know his name. Larry Storch. So, yeah, yep. Wally, man, let's, let's do a big tribute to Wally because, you know. Oh, my God. He was the ultimate big brother, man. I mean, yeah. that's how I wanted my big brother. Like, <laughs> my big you brother son of a like, bitch. My big brother act like a total dick. Yeah. I don't he acted more like Michelle. He'll never listen to this. He, he acted more like me. Michelle Nicole than Tony Dow. He really, yeah, yes. So yeah. So I always wanted that Wally Cleaver in my life, but no, I had a Eddie Haskell pain in the ass. Well, so, he will be missed. So yeah, Wally Cleaver, and it, what he died one day, and then they said that no, he's not dead, and then then they yeah, said oh, oh wait, no, he died now. So nope, died. I, they should just like they should just like just kept him dead, you know. Yeah, that was a, that was a roller coaster for me. <laughs> the roller coaster. That of twelve. Emotions. That twelve. Yeah, that twelve hours, man. Will he live? Nah. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have done that. Well, when he was in, when they said he was in hospice, like that should have been a clue. Still a roller coaster. Still didn't know. All right, I think he's gonna pull out. <laughs> it's like the Reaper just went after Nick at night, man. Yeah. Well, all we right. also, well, I mean, no. not dead yet, but uh, uh, and we had another Grease issue. Brad's want to end this segment. I know, I know. We're an hour in, just to keep time. My God! <laughs> no, I'm just. Uh, what about Eddie? Uh, was it uh, Dins? Dins now? Dinsen? Yeah. Who? He was the one that broke into the old folks' home. Eddie Deason. Yeah, he broke oh, into old folks' hotel. Eddie Deason from uh, Greece, and he was a voice actor. He was Mandark on Dexter's Lab. He was uh, the Always one kid the on the nerd kid on Polar Express. Uh, he was in everything. Surprisingly, not in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> strange. But he, yeah. yeah, he committed a crime and then was uh, going to go to court. But then they they deemed him uh, not mentally fit for court. So yeah, yeah, happens so, to us all. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't die. No, but we had a we had two grease situations yeah. this week. Greasy. on the same so, day. Yeah. actually the same day. Oh, well, there you go. All right. All right, so, so what uh, what else we want to talk about? Movie reviews? You guys got a nope review? Is that a yes or a nope? That's a, it's nope. a yes. I have a nope review. All right, Jordan Peele. I got like what? Well, sorry, I got like three movie reviews. I've been grinded at the at the cinema. AMC A list, <laughs> man. Wow, it's been great. It's pretty good. Sorry. Have you seen Nope? I have. Oh, yeah. wow. All right. Well, well hey. That's like I've seen Nope because that's the only review we're doing. <laughs> yeah, because if you ain't doing anything else, <laughs> like, guess what? I've seen movies too, but we ain't going to be talking about them. 
I've people can hold no. the goddamn horses. <laughs> I, I have seen no three times. Oh goddamn! Uh, Jesus Christ! All right, well, talk, tell us about it, Alex. You're the note fan here. I'll let I'll let Buck. I'll let him. Well, uh, I, I hope when note comes out on uh, digital or DVD, whatever it is, uh, they add like the secondary title, like they did with Pennyworth, right? Because it could be <laughs> nope, nope, semicolon space jaws. Yeah. They may. Because that's a, space jaws. The any the any person that has said that this is an original script by Jordan Peele is a fucking idiot. Wow. And Alex, has never comment and has never watched Jaws. Hold, hold your horses. That's but, what I thought. Okay. <laughs> Alex, it was, you... it was Space Jaws. I mean, really, that was. But say it's not. Well, I'll, I'll that get... doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it, but it was. Space yeah, Jaws. I enjoyed it, but yeah, <laughs> I've even got a list of comparisons for you, Alex. Ah, uh, and we'll uh, go through them one by one. <laughs> I'm going to be in the bathroom. Number eighteen. <laughs> Let me start with number, number thirty-two. <laughs> yeah, I just got a few. Alex, but you disagree? It's not Space Jaws. No, I agree it's Space Jaws. I don't agree that it's not an original movie. Well, <laughs> well, I don't even know how to respond Jaws. to that one. <laughs> it's just, it's, no, this is. Whew. This is Jaws upside down. That's literally how he probably pitched it. Imagine Jaws. Except for upside down. He brought the Jaws poster in, right? Where Jaws is coming up in the swimmer, and he goes, he just flips it over. I like it. And sets it on the table. That was brilliant. brilliant. I argue. Another winner. Where do you get all these ideas from? I'd argue that, yes, it is just Jaws. <laughs> but there is a lot, there are a lot of original elements that are going into this. Okay. Do I, and, hey, Jaws didn't have a chimpanzee in it, so. Yeah, that's the, uh, Gordy's the only redeeming quality of that. The Gordy thing is the only thing that make, sets it apart in any way from Jaws. I'll tell you right now that as someone who's read the Jaws question. script and who Jaws will read this script, I can say without a doubt that I think this script is more complex and more interesting than Jaws. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, this is a more complex script. <sighs> All right. What, All would right. you like for me to go through the uh, comparison No, story? why don't you give us a review of the movie, actually? Somebody... <laughs> <laughs> We haven't even listeners who may not be have know about this, but we don't even have a synopsis, and you're already tearing it apart. All right, synopsis. <laughs> so <laughs> you've got a ranch and these Hollywood uh, animal actor trainers that uh, train horses for Hollywood. Okay. They're out in the uh, uh, farmlands of California, like thirty mi- thirty miles outside of L.A., which I didn't know there was farmland thirty minutes outside of L.A., but uh, so they are training horses for movie movies. What is all that background? Um, and uh, weird occurrences start happening. There's a cloud they realize that hasn't moved in days. Their horses keep disappearing. Uh, 
and they figure out that there is a spe- what you're led to believe is a spaceship in the cloud. Mm. Spoiler uh, one. Spoiler one, right? It's not a spaceship. It's actually like an interstellar like predator that's yeah. in the clouds that even like it's it, at the beginning of the movie you're led to believe it's like silver and metalish it's not it's grayish and a little bit reflective but just like a, a shark, shark like a, a fish scales mm-hmm. like a shark might be right and there's there's a point towards the end of the movie where it's you see it come down you get a full view and it like devours something and you and it's like that is shark skin that's it looks exactly like shark skin um <laughs> But so they realize that there's an animal that this thing is in, uh, above their ranch and hunting in in their region, and so they decide that they're going to film it and get rich from filming uh, this UFO. <clears throat> Should I go further? Without we can go to the next right. movie. Well, yeah, yeah. But here's here's the comparisons, right? So. Uh, did you guys notice the horse statue with the flags? Yes. Right? So that was a big part of the beginning of the movie. When they realized it was feeding on horses, they had a horse statue um, outside this uh, amusement park near their ranch. And so they put the horse statue out there where they knew the whatever it was was feeding. Well, they didn't know it was feeding. They thought it was just like beaming stuff up. Uh, and so they set it out there and the entity comes out and eats it and it had like those little like uh flags those little like sign flags on it like you see it like a used car dealership that oh, sort yeah. of thing the little banner flags was attached to it and so now when it would and it got stuck i guess in the the monster's throat and so the 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 flags would show up right which is just like Jaws with the barrels. Oh, interesting. Just like Jaws with the barrels. Like, you know, you'd see the barrel pop up and it'd wad. You know right. that, you know you know that Jaws is close, but you don't know where he is. You'd see the flags kind of feather down, and you know it's there. You can't see it, but it's there. So you had that. That was directly lifted. Um, the uh, uh, There's a – when they're trying to get video equipment to film this thing, they go to Fry's which is now closed, but Fry's is an electronic store out in the West Coast. And they bring in a guy named Angel to help them rig everything for all the cameras. And he's got all this techn- all these cameras and, and sensors and all that kind of stuff so they can, they can track this thing and try and get it on film, which he is <clears throat> Hooper from Jaws. Uh-huh. Right? They bring in this guy in the second act with all these gadgets to help them find the alien slash shark. So he's Hooper. Uh, Richard Dreyfus. <clears throat> you've got, you even got the TMZ guy, which goes out there and they warn him. They're like, "Hey, don't go out there. You're right. gonna get killed." And he blows him off and rides off and gets killed, which is just like Ben Gardner in Jaws. Remember, he's the guy that was like, he he was gonna go out and and, and kill the shark and bring it back, and then they found his boat, eaten, you know, destroyed. Wow. Um. In the third act, they bring in this director. Now he was he he appeared at the very beginning of the film, but they bring him back. Cinematographer. Cinematographer. Sorry, sorry. The cinematographer. Uh, do we even know his name? Um, I forgot it. All right, but essentially he's Quint, right? <laughs> he's Quint of this movie. Now, even so much as 
the alien causes an electro electromagnetic electrical electromagnetic look, electromagnetic field that will brown out any electronics. So that's part of the problem they're running into with filming this thing is that the cameras will cut off. So what he does is he's got a HD camera that he's built with a crank. So literally you have him holding this camera cranking it trying to film it just like Quint <laughs> on the back like of the he's boat. got a fishing rod just like Quint trying to reel in jaws in in er, in jaws um there's uh some other <laughs> an additional uh uh things i just noticed um the the way they kill it at the end is they feed it a balloon and then it blows up just like the tank killed Jaws. Wow. So lots of Alex, similarities between this, the two. This doesn't sound like there's any redemption for this movie to me. <laughs> no, it's actually about? a good movie. It's so <laughs> good. <laughs> it is. The, the, the side story about... The Gordy movie, is what made... Yeah. Yeah. Really um, what, what was the name of the show? A Life with Gordy? Gordy's Home. Gordy's Home. Gordy's Home. Yeah, that is the redeeming quality of the whole film. Yeah, that that was interesting. If and, that hadn't been there, and I think I wonder how late in production they added that side that B story, because uh, without it, this is like shot for shot Jaws almost, right? But with it, it does it does make the film much more enjoyable. So, Alex, do you want to explain uh, Gordy's home? Yeah. So, I mean. In one of what I would call probably the best, not best is probably a strong word, but like really capturing opening sequences, the film opens on um, this television studio, like a sitcom studio, um, and it's just very ominous and quiet, and you kind of see some bodies in the background, like a shoe in the very center of the frame, like standing up, like on its on its toe. So it's like it's just like, and there's like one splatter of blood on it. And um, then a monkey uh, comes into frame, like a, a CGI monkey um, that's like dressed all up, like wearing like jeans and like, a yellow T-shirt, but he's covered in blood. And he's just like, I mean, he looks like shocked almost that like what he did. And then he like, it just kind of huffs there for a minute and then it cuts back to like the movie. And it's like, what the fuck did I just watch? Um, and as you go on, uh, one of the main characters, Ricky, um, you learn it was like a child star on this show, and so, and he's opened this like amusement park basically on on a hey a movie about a movie he was once in and all this stuff, and you kind of flash back and you see, you go back to Gordy's place and you basically see that he was under the table and who that's who the monkey was looking at during the opening sequence. Um, and it like calms down it goes up to him and, ah, gosh, it's just so, well, yeah, essentially what happens is it's like an ALF TV show, right? Yeah. So the dad works at NASA and he brings home one of the NASA chimpanzees and it lives with the family. And so it's essentially ALF. The TV show is ALF. And uh, but then like uh, it was uh, Gordy's birthday was the episode. And so they made him a cake and got him balloons. And one of the balloons popped and the chimpanzee went nuts. Freaked the fuck out. 
Yeah, went nuts and started like attacking everybody hmm. on the set. They had to evacuate and everything. So, uh, yeah, totally bizarre. That that was the most entertaining part of the whole film, by far. <laughs> okay, um, right. but yeah, basically, you watch the monkey get fucking shot in the head, and like does like it's like famous fist bump with the kid who runs the theme park at that time. But yeah. It's fucking terrifying and horrifying, like all the best ways. Um, yeah. That scene and the scene after the monster like goes to the theme park that Ricky owns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like oh, what yeah. happens in the immediate aftermath of that is also pretty great. Oh, I mean, I'll give you my review. My review of this movie is yeah, it, it's like Jaws, but there. It's it's what Hollywood's known for, which is basically taking a property and basically using it as a mold. It's always this meets that, this meets that, this meets that. And here, that comparison is like basically um, Steven Spielberg's Jaws meets uh, fucking Hitchcock. Like it's just that level of very quiet, very ominous filmmaking. And it's not telling you the message of the movie. It's just like just telling the story and hope and like basically hoping you track along with it it's not like get out or us where there's this mystery and a twist at the end as much as it's just like it kind of wants you to go along with it and try to understand the philosophies it's telling super like that's super ambitious for a movie that's coming out in july as part of like the summer blockbuster release and it succeeds at that and i think it's one of the most ingenious especially growing up now like it is one of the most ingenious movies that propels us into like a different method of storytelling and like successful storytelling that I don't think even filmmakers today thought audiences were ready for. And to me, that's really fucking impressive. Wow. And it's what keeps me going back to it because honestly it gets better every viewing because you're no longer trying to beat the movie at its game. You're not trying to like understand why Jordan like what Jordan Peele's trying to say. You're just watching him say his thing and just loving it. And I, I just think it's a terrific piece of cinema and it's going to go down as one of the greatest pieces of my time and my generation. So that's my spiel. Uh, five out of five. <laughs> it's like 1976 all over again. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's really like, the, it's it's filmmaking done correct on in every way. Like, it's just such a, not perfect movie, but just really really thought out and carefully made and just beautiful like it's just a beautiful 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 movie um yeah wow. oh. i i may watch it when it comes available on a streaming service oh, I, like the, I, I thought the acting was good the characters are fun to watch i mean they were uh, you know. <laughs> podman ron you can't you know, follow uh, podman ron you cannot follow <laughs> alex's review <laughs> about talking about how beautiful and Hitchcockian and take it as it is and philosophy. And then you follow it up with, I thought it was good. The acting was good. The directing was good. You can't do that. It undermines Darn, everything Alex you, just I said. Good. Good. Really, it's, just a, it's a special, special movie. Um, I say, it was I say good. Brad, this uh, of, of, how, of, Movie blockbuster films, summer blockbuster films, this is probably the closest that's going to, like, fit into your wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, this, Brad, I think you would like this. I, I think, probably uh, would, would, but I can too. still live without it. 
I no, I You don't think I can? I, think, I shouldn't? No, I think you sh- I think you should like it's the same thing I'd say about Top Gun Maverick. And those are two <laughs> of my top three favorite movies of the year. Those wow. are Dope being number one and Top Gun Maverick being number three. Um What's number two? Vengeance, which just came out. Uh written I'm not by seen it yet. the guy to <laughs> the office. Um DJ Novak. Yeah, this this movie's like just it's just come it's not complex, but it's like it just wants you to pay attention and it's so beautiful and it can and be good. conceived as Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Acting was good, cast was good, cinematography and, was good, monster be, was good. Music it was could good. be perceived as slow, maybe. Like I had some people being like, That was just kind of slow and I was just like, I think it's just more that he was taking his time. He wants you to feel really feel the investment and the patience of these two characters. and Well, no, just... the pacing is Jaws 2. Like, <laughs> yeah. it... Wait, Jaws or Jaws 2? No, no, no Jaws. When are we going to have That's Nope the Revenge? <laughs> He's going to fucking go after these boys. It'll be called Hell Nope. <laughs> oh, no. The movie's also The movie also has some great comedy, too. Uh, which actually, but... All right, you've convinced me to go watch it when it comes out on streaming. No! Go Come on, you're killing our industry, man. Ugh, the industry's dead already. You seen how many fil- Wait, hold on. The person that's paying for AMC uh, stubs and seeing movie after movie after movie for one low price of twenty one dollars a month. Yeah, but at least he, I, Brad's killing the industry. How many films have you watched this month for twenty one dollars total? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! It's six, but hey. <laughs> Six and two weeks. It is what it is. It's been really fucking boring, all right? You owe the... I think you owe the film industry about 50 bucks, Alex. At least. I own like... I own like... Like 70, but that's besides the point. (laughs) The point is... is I'm still... We're still on note. I'm really just screwing over the studios. I'm not screwing over the theaters. Because most most money comes from concessions. And studios got plenty of money. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Yeah. So, Brian, what do you give this? P- PMR gave it a four out of five. A good? A solid good? Yeah, I'll give it a four. Solid like good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's four. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you. if it wasn't for Gordy, like, it, it, it might not be a three. That fucking chimp did it for Brian. No. I, that chimp good. did it, man. Like, uh, no, that chimp. And when you realize... When you realize why uh, all this metal keeps raining down from the sky, it's pretty uh, pretty fantastic as well. Yeah, but also it's not like Gordy. While Gordy doesn't play a huge part in the movie, what is what Gordy what Gordy the character is saying and like the message behind him is really fucking solid, and that's what makes it. I think Brad Brad Brian's right to a certain extent. It's like those inter, those moments are the most thrilling and the most like entertaining. But also, they just add so much to the story and to these characters that it's just hard not to love. Well, that. the whole idea. Well, the the thing is this: like Ricky should have known, like you're dealing with a wild animal. Yeah, right? but that's that's the that's the beauty. Oh, it's so fucking cool. So he thinks the the same mistake that the producers of his show that scarred his life thinking they could tame this wild animal is the same mistake he makes uh, at the end of this movie. He thinks. There's this wild, there's this unknown entity, whatever, and he thinks he can control it. 
But it's more than that. It's more than that. Yeah, it's more than that. But like, that's but, one of the big sort of. I don't know that everybody got that that message out of it. But I think the more the more I don't even think it's about like the producers as much as it's about him and Gordy share really like that's a moment between them. It's that that punch is something that they did often on the show. Like it's it was what they said it's like the second season they were filming, and it's like so they've been doing this like iconic punch between this monkey and its kid friend for so long and he thought like he was special there's a connection there like like he has this like bond with right. animals. Stupid and he, kid. and it's like this level it's like this level of trauma that's built within him so that when another animal comes he thinks it's for him like a blessing and it's just like fuck that's cool how cool is that shit yeah he thinks he did something it wasn't just random luck that that he didn't die when he was a kid he thinks he had some control over that situation so now he thinks he has some level of control over this situation oh it's so great and spoiler alert he does not he does not (laughs) he learns a lesson effectively ricky's kind of the mayor that won't close the beaches Add that to your list, Brian. All right. Oh, I'm writing it down. It's, it so, down. it's just so good. It's just so, 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 so good. Oh, God. Now you're reverting, Alex. <laughs> you're running out of adjectives. It's just good. It's just so good. Good, 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 good. So Writing good. was good. Cinematography was good. I like I it. I give it eight goods. <laughs> Number of goods. Great. I like that rating system. All right. What I'll else it, we got? I'll give it a great. What else you got? You got the- we got the boss report. Did did Alex review it though? What what did uh what was your He said he loved five. it. He gave it a five. Oh, well, all right. Okay. All right. Let's not rehash it. Brian is Brad is fucking done with this segment. He's <laughs> ready to move on. Yeah, he said, fuck up. this show. It's a little late. There's the boss report. Let's do, you know. I watched Prey. Does anybody want to talk about Prey? I'll finish it, maybe. Talk about Bosch. I did watch, <laughs> I uh, after I turned Prey off midway through it, When as soon as the alien appeared, I lost interest, so maybe I shouldn't. But uh, did you watch the Comanche version or the English version? I watched the English version. Uh, but what's weird is the English version, when the French, like... Um, when the uh, French uh, hunters or whatever show right. up, it does not give you their dialogue. It does. It well, it's not subtitled to give you their dialogue in, like in English at all. So, no. I guess they're, they're, it's it's interesting there because you, the Comanche um, part because you can watch the the whole moving Comanche. Right. That's uh, cool. But they're also giving you that sort of like feel where it's like you can understand her and her tribe, but you can't understand these four yeah. these you know French right. trappers, right? Which is kind of interesting. That's uh, kind of interesting. I really like that. Uh, but the uh, it's very good. It's uh, <laughs> I, I know it, we got we one go. good. Uh, one good. Got a good. Well, no, we got a very good. It's 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 like two halves of a movie. The first half is very very much world building around the, these Comanche Indians, right, and their their culture and their lives and and the hierarchy of their tribe and and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, and the predator is kind of a background piece. They, she knows it's there. Something's happening, and nobody. Wait, will are we to it. are we reviewing it? I was. Should I not? I, don't, I think Podman Ron said, "Hold off." 
And then he drops. It's a Predator movie. It, it literally, it, it is every Predator movie you have ever watched. All right. Right? Predator's hunting. Somebody is, realizes something's not amiss. Nobody will listen to that person. That person <laughs> ends up having to take down the Predator at the end. And somehow or right? another, she survives. Uh, somehow or another, she survives. So, like, if it, it is a Predator movie from start to finish. You, the surprising piece is just in how real and 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 how kind of uh uh how the the drama side of it pulls you in okay so uh yeah it's very enjoyable i would i would give it also a four out of five stars all right well there you go pmr i've never been a predator fan i've seen the first one and that's all i've ever seen that's all you need yeah. Well, I, I like I said, I stopped halfway through it and then watched one episode each of The Bear and Only Murders in the Building on Hulu, and both of those I quite enjoyed. I may continue one of, one of them if anybody's watched those. Or I may not. Or, I have not watched. I, I, I thought about, about watching The Only Murders podcast. in the Building. Yeah. But uh, I don't love I, that show. I've been having, I don't know, I tried to watch it. I didn't finish it. Which one? Uh, murders or the bear? Yeah, only murders. Yeah, well, I thought it was good. Again, one episode. Is that the Steve Martin and uh, Selena Gomez? Yeah. 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 All right. Well. Not not a big fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not All a right. fan. PMR, what have you been watching? I watch Bosch. Oh, Bosch Legacy. I stepped right into that. You stepped right into Bosch Legacy. They stop at the door. Who could it be? It's Bosch. It's a joke. Open up and see. All right, that's the, that's the closest thing I have to a Bosch uh, opening. <laughs> that's here. awesome. There you go, man. Bosch or Joe Friday. Um, wow. Yeah. That's awesome, man. What um, up? Yeah, what's going on with Bosch Legacy? Well, now he's, a, you know, this is the new show. It starts, uh, <laughs> he, he quit the uh, LAPD and uh, got rid of all his cast. And, he, uh, and uh, now he just, it's him and his daughter, uh, Mimi Rogers, who looks. Honey Chandler. Yeah, who's not aging well. And who looks like a cigar store Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! That's right. uh, That's that's misogynistic now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he he ain't lying. Bosch looks better. Bosch is aged better than uh, Mimi Rogers. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I have an old glove bitten that's aged better than Mimi Rogers. Old beaten up old glove. Um, and, uh, some, the new character is some Chinese guy that's his little tech guy that knows yeah, all his of course. tech stuff. You gotta be a Chinese so, tech guy. So uh, it's basically like the other the old show, but his <laughs> daughter is now his daughter is now the police officer and she's Ooh. a rookie. And I thought she was so bad in the other show. She is insufferable in this. <laughs> she is so bad. <laughs> This is uh, oh, we got two oh bads for God. Oh God, I couldn't imagine if you had to work with this girl on a police force. <laughs> There'd be uh, she's just she's terrible. I mean, right. the actress is terrible. Oh no, she, it's just. Am I wrong? Too terrible. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, it's it's 
it's cringy watching it's cringy. every scene she's in, whether it's it's her weird acting or her glomming onto a situation and making all the wrong uh, like choices. It's rough. Yes. Well, it's like she's this just nerd. I mean, like she's so she plays it just like him, just straight lace. Like there's no, you know, there's no camaraderie with other officers. She's she's like, excuse me. Can we go do this? I mean, she's just very straightforward, and it's just weird. It's like no one acts that robotic. Maybe they're robotic. both autistic. <laughs> I mean, it could be an inclusion Sorry. show. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I, was, I wasn't saying that jokingly. I was. I was. No, like, but I mean, the way you just said that, it's like well, that would be an interesting twist in the whole thing. They, they it makes sense, but uh, it's, yeah, the show's rough. I feel like this season with this new show, I, I it was a lot going on and the payoff just wasn't there. It was just not as, not as interesting as the other one. You didn't have, uh, is, is the, uh, the. Jay Edgar. Uh-oh. Police chief. Oh, there he goes. Bosh. Uh, yeah, well, we were having some uh, microphone problems with PMR there. Uh, so, but but Bosch is just as insufferable too, as just as terrible as he ever was. I I, I still it is the most bizarre thing that this show has gained some type of traction. And yet you, and yet you watch it. And yet I watched eight episodes of it. So. What's weird about the whole thing, and I think we said this a while back, was when they said they were going to do a spinoff. I was like, oh, great, because I hate Bosch, but all it has such a really good supporting cast, right? Right. And oh, then, yeah, Jay Edgar. And then yeah. Jay Edgar, the other two detectives, Chief yes. Irving. Like yes. they, had, they got a really good supporting cast. And when they said they're going to do a spinoff, I was like, oh, okay, well, Titus Welliver's leaving, and they'll they'll make it Hollywood Homicide. Nope. They Basically, Titus Welliver <laughs> fired everybody else from the show. <laughs> Except for himself and Maddie, he—it's like he took the worst actors from the from his first original show, and and cast them for this one. Just to, I guess to make him look better, maybe. And he's like, oh man, they're getting too much attention. I'm going to uh, let me just take these people with me, because I think Mimi Rogers is horrible. This is bad too. I mean, she just—it's not a good show. I mean, it's not as good as the other. So. That's the other boss. So, right. well, hey. Like Brian said, Brian made a good point. You don't have, you know, those other characters that were so good in the other one. You know, you don't have them at all. These these characters that they there's only there's only four in the cast. It's the four I named, and they're not good at all. I mean, you have guest stars every once in a while. You have, you know, Jay Edgar showed up for maybe five minutes, and those two detectives Brian was talking about, they showed up for maybe ten. But other than that, it's just kind of a cringy show. And you know, one of those detectives is uh, um, Max Dad, right? Which is bizarre to watch. <laughs> Mac from uh, Always Sunny. Always. Hey, uh, when is that coming back? I don't know. Yeah. But normally it comes back in January. So. But in the last one, so. Last season. Oh, did you hear this? This was uh, just a tidbit. Speaking of shows that are past their prime, 
Curb Your Enthusiasm, this last season, filmed a Larry David death scene. Did you know that? I yeah, I heard that. Yeah, in case, he, in case he died before. In case he died before filming. Huh? Yeah. Probably they should have carried it out because, well, he didn't know it was going to be, if they were going to bring it back or not. So he wanted to go ahead and have a wrap up all it. But yeah. evidently he, they ended up uh, renewing it. So he didn't. So at least we know now that he's going to kill himself off on the final episode. There you go. I hope that it goes back to the original concept, you know, funny. No, dare. <laughs> I did. Speaking of funny, and I know Brad's ready to get the fuck off, but <laughs> I did listen to uh, what's his name, Bill Burr. Yeah, the Bill Burr comedy special. Yeah. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Uh, that was fantastic. the new one on Netflix. Yes, I, I yeah. was crying. I was laughing so hard. So I, I would strongly recommend. If you like comedy specials, to listen to it. If you're if you're highly offended, do not listen to it. Uh oh. Yeah. No snowflakes. No snowflakes. All right. Alex, any any, uh, anything else from you before we wrap up? Nope. Alex has got nothing. He's going. He went to go see another movie. I think. I guess so. It's Bill Burr live at Red Rocks on Netflix. Yes, live at Red Rocks. Sorry, I was on mute without realizing. Um, Botch is not my not my not my cup of tea. Um, I sit through it too, Alex. Not. Come on, man. I know, I know. Um, I've just been watching. I've seen Vengeance and Marcel the Shell. So, wow, that's a good I've... good range there. I like it. Marcel the Shell is great for anyone who. who to see it uh really endearing i recommend brad's gonna hate this can we talk for like a minute or two about the wrestling thing we were talking about earlier alex oh gosh y- yeah all right i have to go on mute so yeah so start snoring. my ears yeah exactly no yeah so the the whole thing with with wrestling and like to what you were saying alex is you know it, uh ufc models after wrestling not after boxing yeah right and it's that the showmanship, the because that's the thing is if if you got a boxing match and it only goes one round, everybody's gonna be pissed. But yeah. if you've got fireworks and a, 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 a rap, uh, you know, artist singing the guy, you know, rapping the guy to the stage, and he's got on some giant, you know, some costume and light effects and smoke, it, it, it's yeah, that's all wrestling. That's wrestling's effect on on other sports industries. Even football now, like the foot, the yeah. entrances to football games are such productions now. That's all like the wrestling effect on it. But what's interesting when you're watching any of the wrestling stuff is it's two guys telling a story, like visually, uh, to pull the audience in, and then so like it's. It's like a stage production in the sense that the audience is just as important a part as the live audience is an important a part of the whole like uh, show. But then they're also telling this whole story, uh, but also coordinating and pre- making sure neither one gets injured. Yeah. Right. So it's it's you know it's choreography, it's cinematography, it's. It's audience engagement. It's 
uh, it's more than just two guys pretending to fight. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah I, it's, it's, it's really like the business behind it. I've watched like two podcasts with some former wrestlers on it. And it's just like the amount of like work that goes into this, like, and even like the idea of like, you know, you have these rivalries and it, the rivalries build like throughout years and years and years and years. And there's always a villain and a hero. And it just is like, it's an actual plot and there's like drama behind it and stuff. It's, it's just entertaining. And it's, I don't know. It's like, it's bringing um, like three movies of life to life a, a week. And it's like, I mean, it's like, a, it's literally like, the, it's like just great, great theater. I don't know. It's really fun. Well, the one the one match I sent you is a forty minute match between Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Johnny Gargano, yeah. Johnny Wrestling, and that's like that was the culmination of like you said a two year storyline, yeah. and it's an, uh, a no disqualification match from Chicago. It is nuts. Like there's there's so much brutality at the beginning of the of the match. You're like you're eight minutes in and you're like ah, and then you realize no, there's another thirty two minutes to this match. Yeah, uh, it's and when they pull back the the mat and you see what's actually under the ring and show the boards under the ring. That's the first time anybody's ever seen those boards under the ring was in that match because everybody thought it's just a trampoline. No, it's it's like uh, uh, two by eights underneath. Uh, you know, it's like a, it's like you're throwing somebody down on your on your back deck. You know, uh, but then. You've even got stuff like double turns. There's, there's, uh, in wrestling, a double turn is when you go in, and the heel and the the face, which is the good guy, are fighting, and the heel works from underneath and becomes the face, while the the guy that started the match is the face becomes the heel by the end of the match. Yeah. Like, like a double turn is like just fascinating to watch because it's. It's not like they're going out and they're saying, "Hey, I'm a dickhead now." It's it's in their actions, their mannerisms, and the things that they're doing to tell the the visual story in the ring. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you like it, Alex. If you're if you're down here, we can uh, I can get you into uh, NXT next time you're down here. I'm here down. on Tuesday. It's really fun. It's just fun to watch. Like it's just like people just. I mean, where it's like you don't really have to be worried place bets on who's winning to just have a good time. You can just, just two grown men beat the shit out of each other and know it's like, oh, they'll be fine at the end of it. <laughs> and the thing is, it does hurt. Like, you oh, can't, yeah, it hurts like a, I can't do it. Fuck that. You can, yeah, but it's, it's, you're not going to get injured per se. You're going to be bruised. You're going to be lacerated. You're going to be hurt by the end, but you're not going to be in a hospital bed. Yeah. So that's, that, that's the choreography part to it. But, uh, yeah. it's good Pretty stuff. Fun. Pretty fun stuff. I'm glad. I'm glad you, you finally uh, turned to wave. So turn, turn to the dark side of wrestling. It's great Fun. stuff. Really it's great fun. stuff. All right, that all was right. it, Brad. No, okay, that's it. That's all the that's all the Bosch and wrestling we're going to be talking about on the pod, man. <laughs> and that's you're it, wondering why I lose interest. <laughs> Come on, man. Brett, I challenge you to go watch this 40-minute match. And I challenge I've, you to watch Bosch. I've watched a, a plenty of AEW, and that's fine. And I've I've watched it, and now I just keep, move on. 
don't this is better any than any of the AEW stuff. I don't know about that. AEW is this, the best. Uh, this one match is pretty unbelievable. Right, well, just saying. Have just you watched saying. any Bosch? I've not watched any Bosch. <laughs> well, there you go. There's your challenge. So right, that's a Bosch challenge for you right there. The All right. Challenge. Well, maybe I'll take that Bosch challenge up one day. But until next time. Save it for the podcast. Mm-hmm.